Welcome to the David McQueen Show, a weekly podcast where through insights and interviews, I explore what good leadership looks like for companies and for non-profit organizations. My main aim is to keep the podcast long enough to cover the subject, but short enough to create interest. So sit back and enjoy this episode of the David McQueen Show. It's been a little while, but I am back after my summer break, after spending some quality time with my family and being able to just take some time down to think about how I want to move not only this podcast, but my whole business forward. There have been some big changes for me. For example, the education company I was running, Magnificent Generation, we have decided to wind that down um, and move away from running courses to just speaking in schools to students and teachers. And we have been able to subsume that into our main company, which is Narratively. Now, the focus has then switched over to Narratively being a bigger company. And I have been for a little while now just running uh, presentation training and, and workshops But now what we intend to do is extend it to also include presentation design. So when we are working with individuals on conferences or major events, that we can also provide fantastic visuals um, alongside that presentation we're giving around sales, around pitches, around conferences, whatever it is that people need. What that means for me as part of my own personal journey is that I have to reflect on my own leadership as the team looks to expand as I look to bring more people on and going for bigger contracts and and really extending this um the the, the company to the size that I want it to be it, it becomes even more um relevant for me for this podcast to tap into what I'm doing around my own leadership and so moving forward I am, have had a lot of really good feedback from individuals who do listen to this podcast who have been suggesting to me that I get more people on for interviews and and I can tell you I have listed a number of people to do this but it's about being able to match up uh, timetables ensuring that individuals who do want to be on there I can um, uh, I can get them on at the right time which matches with both myself and themselves but also especially when you're working with larger organizations having to go through all the rigmarole <laughs> and um, processes of PR and making sure that individuals who are interviewed are saying the right thing. So yes, there are guests who are being lined up, but we have to make sure that we have dotted all our I's and crossed our T's because the last thing we want to do is end up in trouble and litigation. So very excited about what the next financial year um, is going to bring for me, not only on this podcast, again, as I said, but as business as a whole. And having had the break, it's um, it's really good to sit back, reflect and think about as we start this season two of this podcast about where it is or what direction we're actually going in. And I want to go and dig a bit deeper here. Um, One of the things that I'm really passionate about is exploring whether or not we can take this kind of podcast on the road so that when I do travel and I go to different countries or what have you, I can go and interview other people at conferences or events and be able to record those um, bits of content for um, future podcasts. So yeah, some exciting um, plans in place. But more importantly, I want to focus on today's episode, which is episode 13 of the David McQueen Show. And in this episode, I'm going to be focusing on the learning to lead. Now, I want to give you a couple of stories. And these are individuals whose names have been changed for obvious reasons. But I just want to talk about why it's so important to be aware of why leadership can play a massive role in 
um, when you are being promoted or when you are a founder of a business or you know something has happened within your organization that has forced people's hands into being leaders or it might be part of the career plan. So two examples, Julie. Julie runs a fintech company. She's one of the co-founders and they are working on uh, not just an app, but a platform to widen financial access. They wanna be able to create tools and apps and the knowledge so that people who are dealing with their personal finance affairs, they can tap into their resource, tap into their site to be able um, to do this a lot better. Julie's a fire starter. She knows what she wants and she knows how she's gonna get it and she will go out there to do whatever it takes to be able to do that. She's raised two rounds of finance. So in a, an initial um, seed and then raise a second seed and is in looking to, and is looking also to then take it over to series A where she will have a lot of substantial money so she can build the company. So not only has she been able to raise finance with her team, but she's also been able to get traction of the product that they're working on in revolutionizing the way that finance is done through technology. What Julie's beginning to realize, though, is that in some areas she's out of her depth. Yes, she understands the product. Yes, she can sell just as good as anyone else. But leading a bigger team is not something that she was specifically taught of when she was or taught about when she was in her incubator program or even when she had the idea of starting the company with her co-founder. And what she realizes is that there's a glaring gap between what she actually knows about leading her organization and how she should lead it. So what usually happens uh, in those moments of crisis or insight is individuals will either go and go on a specific course and uh, get some CPD so that they can, sorry, continue the professional development so that they can understand how better to lead or they reach out to somebody like myself or others to find out how a leadership coach can actually help them to do that. And obviously as a leadership coach, we will ask questions. We will bring our experience and insight of working with organizations and leaders of organizations, how they have shaped their career, how they have shaped their leadership journey. And we obviously, we use those tools and strategies with every single client we have, albeit in different ways. The problem here is, is that while Julie started her company, while she had the ideas, while she um, worked feverishly in order to be able to get the financing and, and making sure she can do the sales, the one thing that was not put before her well, the one thing that she never really, really considered is what do I do when the company gets to a certain size and extent and I have to lead? Not only do I have to lead strategically around finance and operations, but more importantly, I've got to lead my people. I've got to inspire my people. I've got to be create a vision and a strategy and a culture and a space where people enjoy working and we can really grow this company to the next level. Second example I want to use is Stephen. Uh, he has been on a fast track program for Headship in a school but due to the resignation of one of the senior heads he finds himself now as the the senior staff the senior head teacher for the school with that comes issues because there are individuals who would have been there for a while who would not be able to understand why this young upstart under the age of 35 is going to be running a specific school how given all the experience that people have before has this person been brought in to be able to run it and how they're going to do it any better and so there's already the um, challenge around whether or not he has imposter syndrome and whether or not he believes he has the influence to be able to carry both the staff and the pupils through to a bigger vision. But there is a situation where if you don't know how to lead people, you just don't know. You don't, if you don't know, you don't know. And again, Stephen will reach out to a leadership coach 
to get some questions or he will go and get some consultancy or he will go and do some training for himself to see how he can drive his school forward and making sure that they serve their students and their teachers as best as they can. And I give you these two examples just to demonstrate as a kind of hybrid of scenarios that leadership coaches like myself will face is that there are a lot of people who are in positions of leadership or are in senior roles who have not been trained or guided or coached or mentored into what it really means to lead a growing organization. Again, there are some simple operational stuff that can be done around strategic finance and um, being able to um, position the company in such a way that you get clients or you get stakeholders who are really interested in what it is that you're doing. But on the flip side, there's also being able to manage people, managing conflict and diversity. Uh, when you are hiring staff, how do you not only recruit them, but how do you retain them once they're there so that they want to stay in your organization and not just jump ship because somebody offers them more money or it seems to be a better opportunity? Granted, you can't prevent for all of that happening, but if you do have a team, how do you create it so that people really want to be there underneath your leadership? And unfortunately, whether it's in the startup space where a lot of people, again, are at that very swift learning curve of having an idea, putting it out there in front of individuals, getting some funding and moving it forward, they haven't really thought about their leadership journey. Likewise, in education, I have come across a number of teachers who have been put into roles and it can be quite frightening. For example, quite recently, I've been doing some work with um, leaders of multi-academy trusts who went from being singular head teachers in a school to being the heads of more than four or five schools having to deal with budgets, different boards, governors, trustees, and all those different stakeholders. And that kind of role is very, very different. And my role as a coach is to then pull those conversations out of those individuals so that they can feel a lot more comfortable about the role that they're doing and the learning that they need to have in order to do the role as effectively as possible. Now, it's very easy. You can, if you want to. You can lead in the moment. It's very important to, to recognise that sometimes when you have to act on your feet or think on your feet, should I say, um, being in the moment can be the best thing for you. But if you are going to lead an organisation in a three to five year plan, be it corporate or non-profit or SME, it's very important to have some kind of strategy and understand how it's going to affect you. How are you going to lead yourself? And how are you going to lead others? And so in this short episode, I just wanted to put together a couple of ways that I believe can really help um, uh, potential leaders and leaders who are taking on bigger roles to be even better than that. What's the learning process that is needed in order to be able to execute those kinds of roles? So one of my first ones, I think, is either get yourself a mentor or a coach. One of the beauties of having a mentor, and for those of you who don't understand the difference, uh, mentoring uh, and coaching can be quite similar, but coaching tends to be more around asking questions and pushing you as an individual to explore what those answers will look like. Whereas the mentoring is more about somebody who's had experience and can talk about that experience and then obviously relate it back to what it is that you do now. I tend in my coaching, to be honest with you, and in my practice to have a almost like a hybrid between the two where I do a bit of coaching and mentoring because I love that that kind of balance. But getting a coach or a mentor, I think, is very important because what you do is you get the voice of somebody who is not emotionally invested in your the stuff that you do, be it good or bad. 
what they are going to be is they're slightly distanced. So they're unlike a family or a friend or somebody else who might be in, um, uh, you know, under your management. They aren't going to feel any obligation to have to tell you what you think you need to hear. Rather, they will tell you as they see it. And getting a mentor or a coach, I think, is is crucial. I think to find uh, senior leaders who are going into territory where they don't know what they're actually going into, to find individuals who are, have either been there who, or who can expand your mind to ensure that when you are going into those spaces that you are a lot more equipped with tools and strategies and a mindset to succeed, I think is absolutely critically important. The second one for me is just about being able to be part of a learning program. So if you are going to go and do leadership, I, I recommend whether you do it off your own back or through the um, organizational budget, is to be able to go and get some training. Now, the beauty of living in this technical age is that there are so many options available to you. Yes, you can go to conferences, you can go to boot camps, you can go to seminars, you can do online courses, you can listen to podcasts like mine and others around business, you can watch some YouTube videos. There's so many options, but it is about you as a leader being able to tap into the one that works best for you. Like I know my wife is a very visual person, so for her, she's a big fan of... um, uh, videos and being able to see stuff and tangible stuff, uh, you know, online. Whereas I'm happy with audio. Give me a podcast and I'm good to go. I don't need to see anybody's face. I can take that information. I can run with it. Give me an audio book. I'm happy to sit down there and read it. Um, I don't necessarily need to have that visual side as much as I recognize that it can be quite a strong tool. So that learning that you uh, take on board. Uh, and again, I think that for any senior role, you know, maybe a few days, it might be five days in the in any given year. But even if you break it down, being able to have at least one week or thereabouts where you are learning more about yourself and the role you do is something that I strongly advise to individuals who are moving into the role of leadership. And there is something that is quite challenging about having to manage a growing company. So whether you're taking your company from one to five or a hundred to, uh, you know, a thousand, being able to manage that process is in- incredibly fraught with a lot of problems. Because when you are managing people, not only are you managing on the job, but the work that they do there and their livelihood is affected by the role that they have. So um, we talk about things like work-life balance. When you are in a position of senior leadership, the chances are that your work-life balance into comparison to somebody who's doing an admin job is going to be very different. You're probably going to be more at the coalface, more on back on, on back and call, on phone, WhatsApp, text, whatever it is, in comparison to somebody who doesn't have the kind of seniority you do. And so what that means is when you are really uh, making that transition or making the move to grow your organization or in some situations being able to wind it down the management of people in that situation is so important and I've seen so many times where it has gone really really badly wrong because the person who is in charge of leadership has not managed the process as good as they could so for me that 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 leaning can sorry that learning can be done through a number of ways whether it's books again printed books audio books if you come and look at my library I have so many books on leadership I have some great books that by people like Jim Collins. I've got talking about leadership conversations, got leadership through storytelling, uh, got strategic leadership in finance, got so many different references that can I can dip into and dip out, especially when I'm using it as part of my speech or part of my coaching practice or any kind of leadership event. 
but having that library is an incredible part of my own learning. And I think it's important as well when you are doing that is to have a map of what that actual journey looks like as well. Where do you want to go? Um, and what, when you are learning, are you specifically looking to be able to achieve? And it's so important that when you are doing this, that you have conversations with people who have been on those courses or who have read those books. One of the things I do, and I think it's important, is I go and I read um, book reviews, whether it's on Amazon, Goodreads, um, Barnes & Noble, all these different places. That all, you know, Sometimes people have their own web pages where they review books. I go and have a look to see what those highlights are just to see if it's going to be worthwhile me investing in such a book. Again, if I go and see an online course, I like to go and see the reviews, and I don't, I do totally get it. There are going to be some of those um, programs where people will have friends and family who will come and they will give the positive reviews about it. Okay, you know, I, buyer beware, be cautious. Obviously, you know, take everything with a pinch of salt. But I think there's something powerful about being able to see those reviews before you dip in to either investing in a course or a program or a book about leadership. But I do also think it's important to find out about those who have gone before. Who have, What course did they do? What learning did they do? And how can you learn from them? And when you are going through this process, it is about how do I learn how to lead self? Um, I think it's Kenneth Blanchard who had um, some really good books around self-leadership. Some theorists and some leadership experts don't necessarily agree with that approach. And that's okay. I think it's about being able to take which one works best for you using trial and error and just to see how exactly how it works in the organization that you are involved in. There are obviously um, conferences and events that focus also on um, research, so leadership research, because they have in the past, I know this, they have in the past been a number of people who go and they talk about being a leadership. They talk about working in organizations and, and, and in honesty, they haven't really had anything much more than a really basic cursory academic understanding of what um, leadership is all about in action. So I do think by being able to have conversations with people who are researchers, who are academics, who are those individuals who spend time finding more about the technicality of being a leader, whether it's in a, a profitable, a profit, sorry, a for-profit business, as opposed to a non-profit business, it's still important to be able to have that conversation, whether you're in education or in mining, whether you're in social enterprise or in banking, for me, it's incredibly important to glean from other people and just find out exactly what it is that they do. Now, what I'd like to do over season 13 is to try and explore a bit more of that. I'm actually trying to figure out if I can get a couple of people who will come on board and would be willing to have a bit of coaching um, online as part and parcel of the podcast. We'll see how that goes, because obviously I don't want to expose too many people with their, with their business. I, I prefer to do it a bit more. Uh, with existing clients, but I'm going to really explore how it would work if I did it live online with people over a podcast. I'd really love to explore that. But for me, learning is continuous. I know, as I said, as I'm taking my own organization narratively and and growing it and and looking to 2x or 5x it over the you know next year or two, with not only in terms of revenue, but in terms of staff as well, I know that my leadership journey is going to be incredibly um, challenging and interesting. I have on board a couple of mentors who have been some incredible guides for me. I know that there are some other people who have grown their companies to where I want it to be, and I will be having conversations with them about their leadership journeys. What did they do right? What did they do wrong? And what would they recommend? And so for me, I want to finish it by saying that uh, it's important to 
understand that if you are starting out in your new role, whether that's in a, a school or, or a, a social enterprise and what have you, and you're in a position of senior leadership, or whether you have started up your new company or you have been brought on board to grow an existing company, it's so important to have a constant ear open to learning how to lead. And things will change. Things will change. There will be um, lots of issues around how we treat people equally, what kind of culture that we are developing, and how we look at our business and our organization strategically. And I want to be able to include uh, quite a few of these things as we go through this series. But I want to encourage you here and now, take some time out, get a pen, get a paper, get a list of about three really good books that you would like to read or to delve into around leadership and leadership development and how it would affect you in your organization. There are some principles that might go across all industries and some that are going to be specifically only to your industry. And I suggest that if you are going to go and get the materials that will help you to be a better leader, especially in your industry, I think it's important to have a balance between those which are general and those which will be industry specific as well. So I thank you for listening to this week's episode. It's good to be back. Um, it's good to be great. Uh, it's, a, it's a great feeling um, being able to uh, talk to you, even though I can't see you, but being able to do it through the uh, through a lovely little microphone here again. And whatever platform you have, again, as I always say, go ahead and share and comment and rate. I'm on SoundCloud and on iTunes. And I appreciate both your time to listen and your feedback. And I look forward to having you tune into the next episode of The David McQueen Show. Thank you for now and take care.